0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, good night, whatever time of the day it is, that you are tuning in to this episode of Talks with Tilly. I'm just glad to have you. I'm your host, Cody Tilly, and I am thrilled to be back with you. I've had to take a few weeks off. Uh, Schedule's been crazy, and it's just been one of those things where I have been having to just make time for... Uh, as much stuff as possible, and I've just not been able to get back with y'all, so I do apologize for that. But you know, sometimes you just gotta take those little breaks. Y'all know me; I don't want to put content out there unless it is what I really feel like God is um, calling me to put out there. I don't want to put something out there just to say I put something out there. So I, I hope y'all respect that and um, that 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 y'all believe that when I put something out there, that it's not just um, to put something out there. But man. I, I just want to say I have got to do a series the last uh, couple of weeks at our or at my home church, and they, they told me that I was going to have um, two weeks back-to-back, back, and I wasn't exactly sure what, when it was going to fall or how it was going to work, but uh, I'd been praying over a series the last couple of months and the last couple of weeks, of you know and it, it had come, come to mind, and I, like I said, I didn't realize that it was going to fall at the time it did with all that's going on in the country, but I can't help but think it's so fitting um, to be at the time it is right now. But before we ever get to that, I've got to give you a joke. I mean, being gone for a few weeks, I've got to like get you started back. I know you are, have been dying to hear um, one of my jokes, so let me just get right to that. I uh, and and I actually saw this and I, and I laughed way harder than I probably should have. But um, so there's a story of a woman who brings a, her duck into the uh, vet's office, and she brings him into the, the vet's office, and she says, "Vet, listen, my." my duck is dead you know my precious precious duck is dead i don't know like what to do and so she she lays him down and a few moments later the vet shakes his head and says ma'am i am really sorry but your duck cuddles has passed away the woman becomes quite distressed and begins to cry begins to cry are you sure she says with tears flooding from her eyes Yes ma'am I am sure the vet responds your duck is most definitely dead. But how can you be so sure the woman protest I mean you haven't even done any testing on him or anything have you? Perhaps he's just stunned or in a coma or something. The vet rolls his eyes and turns around and leaves the room. A few minutes later he returns with a black lab. As uh, soon as or as the duck's owner looks on in amazement, the Labrador stands on his line, hind legs, puts his front paws on the examination table, sniffs around the duck from top to bottom. He then looks up at the vet with sad eyes and shakes his head. The vet pats the dog on the head and takes it out of the room. A few minutes later, the vet returns with a cat. The cat jumps on the table, del- delicately sniffs at the bird from its head to its feet. After a moment, the cat looks up, shakes his head, meows softly, and strolls out of the room. The vet looks at the woman and says, Look ma'am, I am really sorry, but as I said before, the most this is most definitely a dead duck that is no longer of this world. Your duck is dead. The vet then turns to his computer, hits a few keys, and produces the bill, which he hands the woman. The duck's owner, still in shock, looks at the bill and sees it's $150. $150 just to tell me my duck is dead? She shrieks. The vet shrugs his shoulders and says, "I'm sorry, ma'am. If you'd taken my word for it, the bill would have been twenty dollars. However, with the lab report and the cat scan, it's now 150. You're welcome for that. And uh, I'm uh, I didn't come up with it, so I can't charge you for it. But whoever did, good job, buddy. That that that, that was worth it. But um, and now to the real reason. I hope you're actually on here. Um, besides, if if you just come for the jokes, and man, you we we'll, we'll work on that. But Loving beyond, I've when when I was studying for this, it's something cool. Um, and and I, when we really study how I'm like, that love is so important. Uh, Matthew twenty two tells it tells us that you know the first and greatest commandment is of course is to love the Lord your God, but then your second is to love your neighbor as yourself. So for me, the first thing that pops in mind. So you're telling me the the two greatest command the first and the second command that God gives us is love and notice that love is not an emotion love is a command I once uh, I once heard a pastor he was talking about love and he says you can't you can't tell somebody be happy or be sad but you can tell somebody to love because happy and sad are emotions. Love is an action, so think about that. But so, so our first and our second greatest commands are are, are to first love God, but then, but then love your neighbor. But they both deal with love, and, th- and then it, then he goes on even further to say when when he was on the Sermon on the Mount, he says, "But I tell you in Matthew five, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven." He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good. And sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And I think we have to under like we we've, we've got to get that that he causes the sun to rise on the good and the bad, the evil and the good. He that he sends rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. He says, "Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you." And that and that's a hard thing to to get. So week one of this, and and I, I may just talk about this with a few weeks for y'all, but is essentially, first we have to get this, we have to love beyond what we think we can. Let let, let me read this for you coming out of the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 3.17 tells me this, it says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the Lord's power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, and how, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God and i think that's so powerful that that this love that surpasses knowledge we don't even get how how wide how deep how big his love is and that we may be this is how we are filled to the measure of the fullness of God is through love and it makes so much sense when we understand that the first and the second commandment are to love and then he says, even go further than that to love our enemies. But you say, okay, well, how do I start? And I believe right here, it starts with the exterior. Now, I got to do something a little bit different um, in front of the church the, the week that I did this. So, I I came in that morning, and I was dressed pretty much normal. You know, I had starch jeans on, boots. Uh, I think I had a hoodie or something on, cowboy hat, whatever. And uh so I, I you know, I was seeing people that morning, everybody kinda saw me, whatever. Well, right as service started, I slipped off into we have a room, uh some rooms behind our stages and uh, where where we come up from the back and and what I did was I had a change of clothes back there. And I went back there and, and I changed into some skinny jeans and I had this uh I, I put a button down on that was like uh with a bow tie. It wasn't like your cinch button down. It was, a, I don't even remember. It was, um, but it was like a dress shirt button down or whatever. I put a bow tie on. I took took a hat off. I put my glasses on. Um, all this stuff. And I just totally changed my appearance. And it just kind of like, so I, I go back there and I change and whatever. And, and, and nobody sees me except one of my lay pastors that comes back there before or whatever and and he's just kind of you know like he's looking at me like what's going on well i you know so we we start service and and like you can look you can just look across the the congregation and and we're, we're not we're not a huge church we're around you know 200 two to 300 just depends well um with all this going on especially with this covid we've been right around too so so you look across the, these these faces of, of about 200 people and you know, you can just kind of see like because we're a cowboy church, and most of the time when anybody gets up there to speak is wearing you know jeans or a hat or um, you know a, a starched button down with tucked in whatever. Like that's the common thing, and like I was totally out of out of dress, and my whole point of this deal was is that. You know, if you did not know me before this and you first looked at me, there's no telling what your initial thought is. I want you to get this: it takes seven seconds to make a first impression on somebody. You have made, you have took your judgment of your first impression of somebody within seven seconds. It takes um, a thousand, it takes a fraction or around a thousandth of a second to you know go ahead and decide whether or not you're going to start trying to figure out if they're trustworthy or not. Um, from the statistics I read, and so if if you did not know me, if you've never met me m- before, and this was your first time, you you've done made a, a, a judgment on me within seven seconds. And now now I, uh, I I'm not the type of guy I I don't really wear skinny jeans, um, hardly ever if ever, uh, but. More than likely, you're going ahead, and if if this was the first time you had met me or seen me, you were putting me in a category. You were going ahead, and you, your brain automatically, involuntarily, was putting me in a group of uh, putting me in a class. It doesn't mean it was a bad class, but you were you were putting me. Well, oh, he's not a, like he, he doesn't know anything about horses, or um, or he's he's in he, he's in the city group, or whatever. It doesn't mean that it's a bad category, but you automatically put somebody in a category. Just going ahead and looking based off of what you can judge of them. And essentially, that fir- first impression is made in seven seconds, and in up to about 27 seconds, you've really got a good idea of what you think about them. Uh, and it just kind of it blew my mind because in First Samuel 16, and uh, you, you probably heard this verse before, but when God told Samuel to go anoint David and he goes to the house of Jesse, it says this in 1 Samuel 16, 7, he says, But the Lord looked to Samuel, he says, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And I believe we can take so much from that, that God doesn't look at what the outward appearance of us, but he looks at our heart. But yet, we look at the outward appearance, we look at what somebody looks like, and we go ahead and make our initial judgment and there's so much we can we can learn from that because we have to look past the face value we have to look past what it is um and and then that was one of my points is is we we take we take somebody at their face value when we see them we go ahead and we make this this involuntary judgment and a lot of times we don't ever look past that judgment we stop at their face value and that's not fair to them or to us because we might be missing out on some uh, some great friendships on somebody that could really help us in our walk if all we do is leave it at the face value i know that when i moved to virginia a couple years ago uh, for school like hey not many people wear boot, boots and boot cut um you know boot cut jeans and uh cowboy hats up there and stuff like that and which and i'm not saying i did you know i, I wear tennis shoes and um jeans most of the time regardless of where i'm at but For me, I wasn't necessarily used to to that style of dress where a lot of guys, like a lot of people do wear skinny jeans. A lot of people wear these straight leg jeans. And for me, it was just a little bit different. And if I would have stopped and said, oh, because they dress differently, because they look a little differently than I do, then I'm just not even going to make an attempt to get to know anybody. I'm not even going to make an attempt. Then I would have missed out on some of the best friendships I, I have to this day because stopping at that point right there would have never went past their face value and got to know who they are as a true person. And uh, the reason I tell you this is, is somebody says, well, why Why should I love beyond their exterior? And and I've got two questions for you. And first one is, do you know the full story of a book by looking at its cover? So essentially, I I don't know, maybe have you ever... um, seen a movie preview or or saw the front of a book and you know heard something about it and you thought man that's that's just not gonna be any good like i just i like i don't think i'm gonna like it i don't think that's that's me i don't think that's my style whatever but then somehow some way you wound, you wound up watching the the movie or reading the book or whatever it may be and you it turned out to be a great movie or great book and you thought man like that was so much better than than what i thought it was man that, that's that's a lot of times how we do that's how we do each other. Is when we look at them, it, when we look at somebody, we go ahead and make this judgment whether or not we're going to like them, whether or not we're going to get along with them, whether or not uh, they're worth our time to invest in. And if we do that, we're essentially stopping at the face value and we're just reading their entire book by their cover. Because let's be real, you you don't know their full story just by looking at their cover. And then my second story, my second question: Do you be be for why should you love them? Love beyond the exterior. Is what if no one ever looked past your cover? So what if no, th- think about this? If if you're married or in your relationship, or, or or even if you're single and looking into a relationship, if you never look past somebody's cover, if you never took the time to invest into somebody, what would love even be? Well, I would hardest I would be. I, it would be tough for me to say that would even. It would even be love because loving requires patience, kindness, goodness, uh, like love love is um so much bigger than just the face value of something it's it's loving them past their their imperfections and when we love somebody we take the time to invest in them we we make sacrifices for them and if nobody ever took that time for you to like if you're married in a relationship to say hey man oh besides uh, besides saying hey oh, they're cute, they're handsome, whatever, like, man, they look good, and they went past that, they look past the face value to say, man, I'm going to get to know more about them. Would you ever have, would you be in the the relationship that you're in today? Like, no, probably not, because it wouldn't be luck. You would have just be taking them at their face value. So think about what if no one ever looked past your cover and think about that same thing for you. If, if somebody took the time to look past your cover, and I'm not saying in a relationship sense, but in, in a friendship sense of, hey, I want to get to know them as a friend. I want to get to know them as a person and not just take what their face value is, because I guarantee you their book has a lot of pages in it. Their book has got a story that you, that you probably have no idea about. And who knows, it may be a lot like your story and your books may be in the same category. Like like your books may read a lot of like and, and and can you might be able to to help them write a couple of their next pages on there that that where where your book has a, has a, has a bad scene in it because that the, they made a you you know you maybe you made a choice there was something in there that that wasn't favorable and somebody is coming up to to that part in their book man you might could help them change change the, the a decision that they're gonna make that changes how their book is read and you just you get to look past their cover because here's you know here's the uh, uh, what i see more than anything out of this is and the whole reason i feel like god kind of laid this entire series on my heart is big you know we don't fix what we can't see and a lot of times we think man i'm good like i like of course like i man, I, i don't have a problem with with the way somebody looks like okay it doesn't matter to me how somebody dresses uh, it doesn't matter to me. Like the, there's all these things, but essentially what I'm trying to say is we don't work on ourselves because we can't see the problem. But if, because if we never look and realize, hey, man, maybe I'm not giving somebody a fair shot. It doesn't mean that I don't like them, but I'm not ever giving them a fair shot because I'm automatically putting them in a different social class and putting them in a different stereotypical group because of just of what I get in the first seven seconds of meeting someone, then we, then we miss out on so much. So if we don't realize that there's a problem there, and I think that's so just, like I said, with all that's going on in the, in the country today, is we automatically label people, put them in this category essentially just by by what we can tell by them without ever getting to know them. And that's why I believe there's so much division. I mean, remember what Satan can't destroy, he'll divide. So we have to like we have to learn to look past the exterior and you say, okay, well, how do we do this? Well, I, I want to give you three things real quick as I kind of wrap this deal up. How to love beyond the exterior? My, my, the first thing I think is that we have to look past their soul. We have to look at their soul, not their social class. Look, look at them like the way that, that God would see them as a soul, not as what is the What social class do they belong in? Do we belong in the same social class? Look at them as a soul that can be won to the to the kingdom of heaven, and that they they have potential. They have value. That they are a child. That. They're important enough that, that, that God created them. So first, look at their soul, not not their social class. The second thing, and I, and this is this stepped on some toes, I know it did, but your opinion does not have to be their opinion. Let me say that one more time. Your opinion does not have to be their opinion. Now, let, let, let me say this. I am not saying by any way, shape, or form to not hold to biblical principles and biblical values. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying to 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 just go with whatever you think is right or that that they're right. I think is hey, what the Bible says is the ultimate truth. But what I'm talking about is opinions, the 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 way you see stuff, the 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 small things that are opinionated on on this or that. So many times when somebody, the, the, the culture tells us today is if you don't think the same way that I do, then we cannot like each other and we cannot associate, we cannot be friends. There can be no relationship between us in any way, shape, or form if we don't see the same way. Our friendship is ruined, whatever is ruined, because we see things differently. And let me tell you something, that is the problem. We have to get past that today. We have to get past the fact that, hey, when somebody sees stuff differently, hey, why don't we, like, let's understand that we can, like, we can agree to disagree. It is okay. That is fine. All right? I understand that that, that you may see something totally different, Whatever agree to disagree but your opinion doesn't have to be there and when you learn to look past that you're learning to love beyond because the world says if if they do not agree with you don't love them you you're not gonna love them that is what the world tells you but if we want to look at this from a biblical perspective if you realize that your opinion does not have to be their opinion then we see so much more my third and final thing is this right here and I think we, this, I mean, if, if you could care less about the first two, you need to remember this one, and it is to remember the same grace that was shown to you. And, and I really had that one word a different way, and and I shared it, was this, is that remember that you just sin a little bit differently than they do. And and, and I know that steps on your toes right there, I know that doesn't feel good, but we have to remember that, that we're, Romans 3.23 tells us, for we were all sinners. We are all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. Not some, not just a few, not picking. Like, hey, we all fall short of the glory of God. And without God's grace, we are all, uh, we're all hopeless wrecks. Or, I mean, we have got to look at this and remember that the same grace was shown to us that we have to show to others. And there's so many scriptures that, that go along with that. But my, my challenge to you for this week is to love beyond the exterior of someone. When you look at somebody, don't see them as as from the exterior. See them as a soul and take them for for what they were for 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 who they are, not not what they look like. Because I want you to leave you leave you with this one scripture. First Corinthians thirteen thirteen tells me this. And now these three things remain. So we got three things that remain: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. That's my message for you this week. Love beyond the exterior. Be intentional about it this week. To love beyond the exterior. Y'all have a great week. I love y'all. I'm so glad to be back with y'all. Can't wait to see you soon. Peace.